Welcome to Be Bitwise, the only podcast where three flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I know that was corny. I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> this is Alondo. Hello, this is Beaven. And this is Cynthia. And this is episode two of season two. What's going on, team? Everybody excited? Excited? Yes? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ready yeah. to go. Come I on. I can hear it. It's palpable. I'm ready for do you even geek? Come on, bring it. Oh, oh wait a minute. He's man, he's he's so excited. He's ready to jump over to that segment. But first, we gotta find out what it happened was, Beaven. Sorry, sorry. I'm so excited that I just I, totally I skipped over what it happened. That's right, that's right. See what it happened was, see what it happened was. Everybody talking about what they do when they go about what they say. Everybody talking about what they do when you know, I love researching these things, by the way, because if I read some of the strangest stuff, um, one of the stories I was going to bring to the episode was about a lady who was so enamored with a police officer that arrested her that she started sending him, like, lewd texts all the time mm-hmm. and then went to the police station and, like, broke into the police station to try and track him down and everything. Um, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was I like, saw the headline. Yeah, That's crazy. I saw that story, and then I saw the video, and I was like, "What? Oh in my the gosh!" World? I see so I was almost gonna make that the story, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but, then, but then I saw something, and I'm a I'm a big fan, of, like most people, of the movie Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Right now, in that movie, you know, uh, Andy um, gets certain perks by. You know, doing tax stuff because right. he was an accountant. Because he's an accountant, yep. So reminiscent of that, Uh-oh. inmate allowed to order Chinese takeout after giving guards advice on their taxes. The investigation by the Orange <sighs> County Corrections Department found that Robert Patchen gave guards advice on their taxes, student loans, and mortgages in exchange for special privileges like accessing the internet. Whoa. I mean, so this guy really got those kind of privileges. This is an Andy Dufresne situation right here. Right. Uh, This is in Orlando, Florida. Of course. I don't know why I say of course, but I just, (laughs) I'll leave it at that. Anybody that grew up in Florida knows, you know, hey, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, An internal investigation showed that the inmate uh, at the jail was allowed to eat Chinese takeout and sit in a guard station after hours in exchange for helping guards with their financial and legal matters. Um, And so they, they investigated it more um like i say you gave advice on taxes student loans mortgages mm-hmm. um for all these privileges um so then they come to find out there's a possibility he was also having a relationship with a female guard oh my goodness in the same place now he was in jail for a 15 year sentence for pulling a gun on his wife um and possibly related to a probation violation so okay Anyway, I'm just like, this guy was all over the place. So he had a romantic relationship with a female guard. He was getting all these perks. Perks, He was was like a little mini mafia dude, I guess. He got all this stuff. I mean, but of all things, you could order Chinese food. Well, you know, what do you get in prison? Because it's just, yeah. Well, they make their own pizza using crackers, so. I used to work for the prison. Okay, right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, if Chinese food's your thing. Right. Do what you're right. Do. There's all these prison guards right now during the shutdown that aren't getting paid. Right. And their way of getting back at the people who are not paying them is they're giving the prisoners really nice food. Wow. Like top shelf kind of food. I'm like, oh, because, you know, they have that stuff because, you know, guys on death row and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They get these right. perks. Right. Um, so they're just like giving out like nice food and i wish i could remember where i had to yeah. look up all the details and stuff if i find that article i'll put it in the show notes but yeah, yeah. so i'm like it it, hey. would be, it would be interesting to see how their behavior changed by giving them that food and just kind of being nice to them for I a change i can almost guarantee you it probably is much better yeah oh, yes. less I mean, rioting better cooperation oh yeah i mean when someone is treated with respect and dignity yeah you automatically become a much i mean your your whole outlook on everything changes right and your way that you respond to someone else is much better so mm-hmm. yeah I, I have to assume it's got to be great <laughs> the same guy that was in orlando that was giving the advice i mean thankfully i was going to ask you what he was in for because if it was tax evasion I'm like why are you getting advice from this guy but uh, yeah, you know yeah. pulling a gun on his wife okay sure well, but it's the fact that you know he, they're being nice to him mm-hmm. or he's being nice to the inmate to the guards and so they're like okay that's pretty cool you save me some cash here you go here's some chinese food and uh right 
some internet. Know, Officer Smith over here wants to see you <laughs> later on tonight, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, I mean, you don't have a lot of options. I mean, I hope Officer Smith's all right. But. Well, anyway, so that's that's uh, this week's uh, What It Happened was. I people working in the cafeteria is doing a whole lot of spoon shaking. Mm, what's spoon shaking? Spoon shaking. Well, that's what happened to me. This is more uh, like they were on lockdown. Okay. So we had to come in early. The office workers and we had the cooking, so there's like you go through oh, yeah, and there's a window chase of air and so um one of them gentlemen said, Miss Warren, shake the spoon. I said, huh? He said, shake the spoon. I start shaking the spoon. He said, no, shake it in the plate. Shake it in the plate. So they want to make sure everything is in the spoon. Okay. Every single morsel. There you go. They laughed because he told me shake the spoon. I shook the spoon. <laughs> Literally, I would have done the same thing. I'd be bojangling with it, just like, like I had no idea what that. <laughs> it may tell you to shake the spoon. You shake, shake the, spoon. the spoon. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Especially yeah, yeah. when you're not a guard and you used right, to work so in the office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get ready to move into the portion of the episode that is everyone's favorite. Do you even geek? I tell you right now. Uh-oh. Beaven calls me the night before, and he's always like, "Alondo, I'm just so excited. I can't even sleep." <laughs> uh, I, you know, he just, he just, again. Uh, palpable, the energy palpable <laughs> right now. So uh, yeah, you see, he, I can see Cynthia's ready. Yeah. I tell she's you, like, yeah, she's I'm bringing ready. it on. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, she is. She is ready. She got to a go. boxing gloves on. She's ready to spar. I know. And then she got like one of those poker caps on. Like she's ready to like you know, go down for the serious money. It's not that serious, Cynthia. Really, you don't. You don't have to wear that. <laughs> So you we're know, back. I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm, I, I'm trying to think now. Maybe you should start having a prize each season for the one person or the people that get the most points at the end of the season to have like a championship belt or a crown or something. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, of just the co-hosts. Uh huh. Okay. I would uh, definitely like to do that. And uh, then, like, if you want to get in, because I know I think we're doing some quizzes. Uh-huh. The co-hosts are doing quizzes besides Alondo. Which I told him is, a, is an option. He can be eligible for I, this as I'd well. I'd be more than well, happy to participate. I think we should quiz Alonzo every now and then, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I'd be we, more than we, happy to do that. Oh. Right, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, sweet. <laughs> yep, I'd be more than happy He'll to. He'll probably win, but. What? Uh, no, no, I'm not necessarily. Not calling you a geek. Because not, no, no. Well, no, I'm fine being called a geek. Uh, look, geek is done well for me. <laughs> 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 um, all I'm saying is that uh, I, uh, it doesn't have to always be geek stuff either. Right. I mean, like we did one. Um, so Jen is a uh, uh, rom-com lady. She's an enabler, yes. She's yep. a rom-com And fan. I'm a rom-com guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I love rom-coms as well. I put together a rom-com uh, theme quiz. Mm-hmm. And she bombed it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, Jen, I'm gonna I'm giving you a hard time. You know you didn't bomb it, but um, yeah, I did. I will give you a hard time though because I, I specifically put that quiz together for her because she's always like, "Oh my for gosh, you did and she didn't do well. And I was like, "Oh no, good." So uh, yeah, but that being said, I don't expect that uh, every quiz has to be you know about geek stuff. However, I figured this since I'm, gonna, since him, I'm the one I'm the one putting it together, I'm gonna make it geek related. Yeah. But if you guys want to make it something next time, we I mean, gotta find yeah. out what Alondo's kryptonite is. Cause my yeah, kryptonite. oh, there's a lot of stuff in my kryptonite. Flowers, for example. I'm like, it's a rose. And they're like, no, it's a tulip. I'm like, I didn't know the difference. And there you go. <laughs> okay, I'm lying. Actually, I do know. I do know flowers. You <laughs> know what a dandelion is? I do. I do. Okay. You blow those away and everything. Yep. Yep. Don't yep. forget to make your wish. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. You're supposed to make a wish make for those wish. things. Yes. I completely forgot about that. I don't okay. see I would have won that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, carry All right. on. Apologies so, for that. So, um, <laughs> I don't think you guys can get that one. Oh, goodness. This is a tough one. Um, <coughs> it was named All the Voice Actors for The Simpsons. Oh, man. I don't think you guys would have gotten that one. <sighs> I know hey, a few Nancy of them. Nancy Cartwright. Um, uh, Yearly. Um, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's a few of it. them, and then uh, what's his name? The one that does uh, uh, Apu that's like really controversial. Hank that's Azaria. That's Azaria. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about. Yep. All right. That's uh, better. All right. Wow. So, how are you good? Are you guys with space history? <laughs> mm. Let's name all the people who walked on the moon. Oh jeez. Oh lord, man. That one. Okay. These are pretty tough. Go back to elementary school. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is very IT related. Uh oh. And there's a whole bunch of options here. I like this question because it's apropos because we do I you know we do technology stuff here. Do all it. right, all right. And what you name as many as you can. Oh gosh. Of this, all right. Um, name 
the various connector ports on a laptop. ISB? USB. USB? Yeah, USB. Uh, uh, headphones. Headphone jack. auxiliary jack, yeah. Mm-hmm. Microphone jack. And some of these might be... You can use old technologies, too. I'll accept that. Okay. You don't have to get them all, because it's not oh, like... Okay. It's not like there's, like, exactly this many, but I want you to name as many as you can. Connection ports. Connection ports. And, again, you can refer to old laptops if you're... You're, like, floppy disk drives? You can say floppy... Well, that's not a connection port. That's a uh, yeah, media. Okay. Right. Um, but, yeah. Monitor? Mm-hmm. Monitor port. I will say uh, RGB. RGB, VGA. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys said USB already. USB, yes. So that VGA... Um, you might want to think of other display types because there's other ports that do display besides VGA. Uh, HDMI. HDMI? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, SVGA? Is that different? No, that's the same thing as the okay. VGA port. Um, there's one that uses a white plug. Was that? Ah, shoot. Keyboard? Uh, I was talking about the monitor, but but keyboard is... is looks at keyboard because back in the day, keyboard used to be its own to specific be yeah. port. Yes, uh-huh. Uh, and if you're going to say keyboard, you might as well mouse. say mouse. Might as well say mouse. Because yeah. uh, what, keyboard was purple and mouse was green? Green, yes. Yeah. Yep. Now exactly. they're all USB. Now they're all yeah, USB. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. um, and what was the white one? It's the 15-prong one. Uh, the cat? No, not the cat. No, no. It's, it's got like, it's a, I think it's 11 pins, and then it has like a little cross. Uh, that's what it looks like. Yeah. What was that for? used to be one for telephone. Uh, yeah, the yeah, R- yeah. RJ, there's RJ45 RJ on, the yeah. on there. Um, the uh, one you think that we're trying to get is DVI. <clears throat> DVI. DVI. That was the white one. Okay. Um, so you got the uh, RJ45. Um, I'm sorry. RJ11 was the telephone. Okay. Um, the RJ45, which I already said, is the network port. So that's the one where it's like you do network connections. Yeah, the network connection. All right. So let's see what else we got. Um, what are we missing? There's a couple that are specifically uh, more known <clears throat> for Apple. Um, it's kind of a square boxy looking one. Square. Uh, like a, It's like a rectangular looking port. Is that like a thumb drive? No. It's a. There's one on the side of this laptop. Um, it's, if you don't use it much, you might not remember. It's Thunderbolt. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Not a, I'm not okay. A Apple Gearhead. Thunderbolt. So, and then right. they used a, a Firewire. Firewire. And then yeah. they used to have um, one for the modem. like the... That was the RJ11. Okay. Yeah, RJ11. Um, you guys said headphones. You also have. Microphone. Microphone. Yeah. There yeah, you yeah, go. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Well, they used to have the Wi-Fi cards too, with the two antennas sticking out of the side. Oh of it. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that went into a uh, PCMCIA. Oh, actually, they have it listed on here too. Yeah. PCMCIA. Yep. Um, and then, if you wanted to print, you use the printer. Um, it had a specific name to it. RT something. Yeah. It's parallel. The parallel port. Parallel port. Yeah. Okay. That was that big wide one. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, See, so you guys, uh, this is another printer. Oh, actually, it was mainly for scanners. It was a SCSI port. SCSI. Yeah, I remember that's that. going way back. Yeah. And then before you had a PS2 mouse, there used to be one with nine pin. It was called a serial port. Okay. That one's going way back. Yeah. I was good for bending those. <laughs> yeah. I'm still good for bending those things. <laughs> you give me the right opportunity. Thunderbolt USB. Yep, that's it. So that's the only ones that they have listed. But anyway. About the joystick port. Oh, the. No, I'm just I don't think there's joystick ports on uh, laptops, were there? No, not on laptops. I'm yeah. going way back on Commodore 64s. Yeah, man. Jeez. And they had, uh, I think they used 9-pin serial for some of those, too. Okay. So, yeah, but that was good, though. You guys did pretty not good bad. on that yeah. one. Yeah. So, anyway, so like I say, they were high fives. There you high go. Five. That's right. Layman's, Great job. layman's terminology, but I dig it. They, yeah. No, hey. they, look, it, it counts. That's right. <laughs> Who remembers the exact names, unless you're like a real you nerd? Do? Uh, uh, you do? Yeah, Alondo does. I was an IT manager. I had to know what this stuff was. All right, so, so like I said, you guys did uh, well, well done. on that. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and slide right into our main topic of this week, which uh, is in our segment that we, we call "Say What." Um, and this week's talk, the topic is all about technology and education. Um, there's a lot of people, you know, go back to school or um, maybe still in school right now. Um, I know I have my youngest is getting ready to graduate high school, which sounds weird. Wow. I'm old enough to actually have a kid graduating high school. Mm-hmm. Um, scary, but, huh? Yeah, very scary. So, um, yep, so he's getting ready to go off to, to school. And, of course, school is not, you know, the traditional way it's always been, um, you know, in, in the past. I mean, now there's so many options for you to go 
online or if you're homeschooled, um, you know, you can get your uh, information delivered to you different ways. So we're going to talk about a, a lot of the ways that, uh, that uh, education has changed um, using technology um, in three specific areas um, in this episode. Um, so uh, just uh, hang on while we uh, try to get into uh, knowledge. Knowledge is power, right? So yeah, knowledge, no, knowledge is king. That's what I'm calling this episode. <laughs> knowledge, is king. knowledge is king. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Episode is, is about homeschooling and technology specifically in homeschooling. So just generally talking about homeschooling, um, I don't know we may have people who d- don't have much exposure to it, but it's just an educational alternative um, that's always existed. If you did not want to send your child off to public school, um, there's estimates that three percent of students are homeschooled, um, but that is a very very general estimate because many states don't require parents to report homeschooled children. I know that, like for example, here in Virginia, they do. Um, have a requirement where like if you're not being home if you're not in school you gotta say well this is where that kid is this kid is not going to school because they're being homeschooled right and you know parents gotta do the whole submit paperwork and yada yada for that so anyway just wanted to tell you guys about that um and of course homeschooling can cover pretty much every level of education from k through 12 um and all achievement levels so it could be i mean they could be gifted or maybe they have learning disabilities you know it could be anything um, that they might be dealing with in a home. And all of these um, homeschool programs out there um, can accommodate for that, which I think is great because um, it opens up a lot of opportunity for these kids to get very, very individualized um, education. Um, so uh, some of the statistics are 14% of the parents providing education for their students have a graduate or professional degree. 25% of parents have a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. 30% of parents have a vocational degree or just some college experience, and 20% of parents had a high school diploma or GED. So I want you to think about that. 50% of these um, parents providing homeschooling um, do not have a bachelor's. Right. So the thing is, though, technology um, has allowed them to kind of level the playing field because it's one thing when you're reading a book and you're trying to explain what you're reading in a book and maybe you haven't been exposed to that before yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you have technology that always delivers the same type of education every time, it has made everything level. So now you know every student's getting the same level and quality of education every time. Right. So that's the reason why people are loving the technology that's out there. Um, like I say, it's making everything a lot easier, especially for parents, because now they don't have to go out and do all this research. They can just go download an app or whatever, and they don't have to have special credentials to levy um, the functionality. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the examples I saw here, and I, this is one of many, I'm just using this as like one um, uh, uh, example of something that's out there and has been out there for a long time. Stanford has an educational program uh, for gifted youth, and it's long offered a self-paced instruction through brief, pre-recorded multimedia lectures uh, via the web. And its purpose is to help parents um, provide education for the children who have gifted capabilities. Now, think about this. I mean, you're a parent, and your your child's like brilliant, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to be able to teach this child? I mean, because what if it's like I haven't had exposure to calculus, I haven't had exposure to physics, or yeah. you know, advanced physics or things like that? But your student who's like eight is like picking it up like it's nothing. Yeah. Well, then you have a program like that technology program that's out there that can help you. To, you know, instruct that child, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. help you uh, guide you through how to, you know, help that child harness their capabilities. Um, some public schools are also offering specific technology to help provide education for homeschool students. And I'm going to just speak um, about from personally experience on um, the school division I used to work for. Um, we had a program where we provided a it was a computer program, a web based program that um, homeschool children could utilize to get certain instruction. Um, like in, they could get training in like, um, I think one of the classes was a Chinese, um, yeah. which is something you could not even get in the school division, yeah. mm-hmm. but you could get that training at home. And the advantage was if the homeschool 
child took those courses via this program, they could still walk across the stage and get a diploma from Newport News School. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it, cool. was, it, was, it was really, really great program. I, I don't know how many students were taking advantage of it you right. know, recently. Yeah. But again, I thought it was a great program. Um, and I know that we, we picked up the costs. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like anything on the homeschool um, family that had to take care of that. Very nice. Um, so, yeah, because, I mean, the thing is, though, they're paying taxes, um, and they're not taking advantage of that service. So it's like they still should be able to get something right. Uh, right. for the taxes that they pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, another thing that's really helped out a lot with homeschooling is uh, video conferencing. So now you're talking about, you know, if there's a group over here that has, you know, uh, three kids who were like in, the, you know, the seven to ten age range and there's a bunch of kids on the other side of town you know homeschool being homeschooled in the same age range with video conferencing you can teach them all at the same time and make them feel like they're kind of in the same classroom mm-hmm. even though they're not mm-hmm. you know um so that way you know they, they can you know all get, you know, ask questions of each other which is also great i mean because now you're interacting and you're able to kind of bounce ideas off of each other um so that's a huge advantage um of technology in homeschooling um and then I tried to start tabulating this, and it was just impossible. But the number of interactive educational applications is ginormous. I'll bet. It's like 200,000 at last count. Wow. On Apple's platform. Jeez. That's one platform. That's crazy. I'm not talking about PCs. I'm yeah. not talking about, you know, uh, uh, Android. Android tablets, yeah. I, I'm just talking about Apple. So you got to think. I mean, it's got to be just astronomical, the number of programs that are out there. And, I mean, and of course, they all have a different flair and mm-hmm. a different way that they interact and a different way that they you right. know, they teach these students. I just was blown away when I started getting down that, that rabbit hole. Yeah. You know? And it sounds like it's, it's pretty inspiring to hear about that because people that may not have access to that information normally mm-hmm. have those choices and right. they have a lot of options available to them. I mean, I know you and I growing up, we didn't have that stuff. We oh, didn't no. have tablets. We didn't have computers no. at our desks. And I know that, I mean, if I had challenges with something at school, unless I had a tutor or yeah. my teacher was staying behind school and let me like meet with them. Right. I mean, I would just have to struggle and figure it out. Whereas mm-hmm. now, I mean, I hop online and find, yeah, like you were saying, a tutor on YouTube. Yeah. Absolutely. I tell my sons all the time, like, you guys have these, like, ridiculous amounts of information sitting in your pocket. I'm like, use it. It's amazing. You know. It's yeah. amazing. And you find children in kindergarten are using computers yeah. and tablets mm-hmm. and things like that. It blows my mind. Yes. Yeah. And just... I'm like, wow. Yeah. But, I mean, it's so mm-hmm. important to expose them to that early so that way they're used to it and they don't see it as, like, something weird. Right. You know, whereas like some people now even, you know, when they want to look up a recipe, the first thing they do is they drive up to Barnes and Noble, you know, looking for a cookbook. And I'm like, you know, there's like a million YouTube videos. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's that's my dad. No, really? <laughs> but because um, he's probably not thinking, oh, well, this I can do this on the computer. I can do this on my phone. He's thinking, let me go get the book. You know, yeah. and now, of course, when you go get the book, you're limited to whatever book is in Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. that week. Mm-hmm. You know, because who knows? I mean, maybe there was a great book that was there last week, but someone bought that Somebody book. Bought or, it. or maybe they didn't sell that book and they just turned the book back in or whatever. Right. You never know. Right. So, um, see, similarly, um, there's a uh, <laughs> almost indeterminable number of uh, educational YouTube channels. So, this is where people are putting out, just continually putting out content. Yep. And like this week, they're like, hey, this week we're going to work on such and such colors. And this week we're going to work on blah, blah, blah numbers. Mm-hmm. And, and these are like catered to the students, um, not, you know, to the mom and dad to teach the mom and dad how to teach the student. This is like literally you could sit there with a tablet in front of this kid, yep. The kid yep. you know, YouTube, give them a sheet of paper with the activities on wow. it and they just do it. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to use this as an opportunity to shout out my favorite YouTube channel. Um, and I've been tracking this guy for forever, but Khan Academy, um, K-H-A-N. They have their uh-huh. own website. Yep, yep. Um, and they uh, got recently got picked up. I won't say recent. It's got to be like over 10 years now, mm-hmm. so not recent. Um, but they um, got um, are now getting funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates uh, Foundation. Awesome. right. And they have so much yep. good stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about not just for like kids. I'm talking about for adults. They yep. got stuff wow. to teach you how to do taxes, stuff to show you how the stock market works. Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff. They have it. I think, the, see, the different categories they use is um, math, science and engineering. And when I say engineering, I'm talking about engineering. <laughs> There's engineering stuff on there. Right. Uh, computing, arts, uh, see, computing, then arts and humanities, economics and finance. Uh, test preparation, and then the last one I didn't even know about until I went on this time to go look up some information, college readiness and and preparation. Wow. Wow. This is like 
Here's how you apply for financial aid. Here's yep. how you write a good letter. Here's how you apply to these schools. Fantastic. It's you think you think I'm not going to be on there. My oh, son's wow. getting ready to go to school. I right. was like, I did not know this was out here, so That's I'm going to be all over that. But mm-hmm. think about it. if you're if you're homeschool, right? Think about it. you don't have access to a guidance counselor who can like sit there with your student and say, hey, you got to do this and this and this. Right. No, you can just but you can go on Khan Academy and he can give you all, all the, the information resources. you might need, mm-hmm. or at least point you in the right direction. Yep. Other mm-hmm. information you might need. So. Mm-hmm. I actually believe it or not, fix my alternator. Off of a video wow. from YouTube. Save myself. See? That's wow. what I'm talking Save about. Save some money doing that. And you know, I, and I'm, I'm the same way. I have fixed toilets. I have repla- uh, repaired um, faucets in the house. Mm-hmm. Definitely some stuff on my car. The car I had that I sold, I wanted it all to be put back into its original condition. And I went on YouTube, and sure enough, someone was like, wow. okay, well, if you go in here, you reset this mm-hmm. switch and do this thing. Yes. Wow. And sure enough, and it works. I mean, it's yeah. crazy, the stuff um, you can learn on that. A wealth of information on YouTube. Yeah. Fascinating. Repaired an iPad. Uh, I, I repaired an iPhone. <coughs> Actually, now I think about it, that, I did that via YouTube. Wow. Wow. It was a little tough to do, but it, it got <laughs> me through it. Because the, t- the tools are so tiny because all the right. screws are like super microscopic. Mm-hmm. They look like specks of dust, and they're actually like little tiny screws. Oh, it's, a, it's wow. crazy. Yeah. yeah. I had a person that, well, I shattered my iPhone one time, and I had a person meet me at one of the local restaurants just to do it in front of me, and he just went at it. He had so much experience that he knew how, what screws to unscrew, how mm-hmm. to unlock it and everything. And yeah. within 30 minutes, psh, new window, new screen. Sealed it up, gave him a cash, boom, done. That's why I did it right. because I was turning my iPhone in. Yeah. And I wasn't going to get any value for it. For a broken, yeah. For a bro- broken screen. Mm-hmm. So I went and bought the screen on like Amazon and I did the, my own repair. It's fantastic. I, it took me two days to do it. Wow. Because I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah. It took this guy 30 minutes. I wish That's I had it done 30 minutes. <laughs> well, as much as I go through screens, I'm, I probably need to check you out. Learn, <laughs> yes. You're going to learn, huh? Yes. <laughs> this is why you, this my phone right now, you can't see this in the. In, uh, podcast world but i have a brick as a phone and uh-huh. it carries it all the time and people joke me but i've broken two iphones oh see because yeah. i didn't have that brick in some cases you got to have them mm-hmm. i take them off all the time because you want your phone to look sexy don't you <laughs> <laughs> you're like come here iphone <laughs> <laughs> so um the only things I'm going to say, and of course, I mean, I've went over all this great technology that's out there that you guys can take advantage of, but um, I'm going to put out uh, the caveat that I also ran into a lot of misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about educational misinformation, where like somebody will say, um, hey, here's a book on history, and it's really, really skewed history. It's not real history. Right. Right. Or, you know, they inject all kinds of other, like, overtones or undertones into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going to, you know, use these resources, apps, videos, whatever, make sure they're reputable. Reach out to somebody who you know you can trust, um, someone who's vetted that information and can say, yep, this is definitely good information. I know for a fact that these people do. Um, everything they do is on the up and up. Uh, and then um, check up on the originators, uh, read reviews, uh, verify, verify the ve- uh, valid uh, validity, sorry, uh, via reputable organization group. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to put some resources out there um, and, you know, on the show notes to help you guys out. But, um, again, I think this is like definitely the golden age for, um, you know, for homeschooling. And I know a lot of people starting to you know decide to do that uh, at home because they just feel like it's maybe a safer environment or, right. or maybe they just want to just have a little bit more control of exactly – um, how their students, uh, how their children are receiving, um, you know, the education material. So, all right. So we'll get into the next topic here, and my portion is talking about uh, technology with special education. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting enough that most of the folks that I, I have a limited amount of experience with special education, uh, but my wife, who is in special ed, uh, goes to. She's actually an administrator at a school locally that specifically focuses on students with. Uh, learning differences Mm -hmm. and it's fascinating to me when I was researching this just to see how many students there are that have these differences I wouldn't say disabilities because I guess that's kind of the wrong thing to say at this point but Mm -hmm. uh, looking at this there's I I did a little research of seeing how many students are in schools now from uh, uh, public schools five fifty six point six million students from kindergarten on to 12th grade are in schools in the United States. And then from that percentage, 8.4% 8. of them are students from 6 to 21 who have special education services or needs. Right. 7 million of those students are students with disabilities in public schools. And I know you touched on having kids in homeschooling, but yeah, 
a small percentage of that population still is residing in public schools. But the, the challenge with that is they learn at a different pace than we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to understand the concepts as much as we do. They may have vision impairments. They may not be able to hear. It's, it's certain things like that that kind of have an impediment for them to learning. Right. 62% of these students nowadays don't know, 62.7, I'm sorry, 62.7% of those students today who have special needs actually graduate high school, which is encouraging. It's right, really right. good to hear that because over the past decade, there's been an increase in special education programs by 30%. Mm-hmm. And some of the technology that these students have nowadays is, is reassuring to me and from my wife telling me this that they actually have those skills necessary to go develop into the real world. Right, right, right. So I won't go into the specifics of how many students have specific disabilities, but we'll touch on what kind of technologies there are out there that Mm -hmm. students can utilize. One of them you had touched on, Alondra, was the iPad. Right. Encouraging enough, I mean, most iPads nowadays cost, from this is saying four hundred ninety nine bucks to nine hundred twenty nine dollars, I guess depending on the capacity and the capabilities of it. Right. But that's a lot of, of use that students can have in a classroom that have those disabilities for visual learning, reading and watching videos to help them learn more concepts that other students can probably grasp easily. Right. right. So they can in- interact interact with programs such as the one that you mentioned i remember i think one of the big ones nowadays is abc mouse yeah yeah i I see ads for it all the time all the time i've heard a couple of my friends recommend that Mm -hmm. and when my kid gets old enough to understand how to use a tablet that's something that i'm definitely going to be looking into but for those that have those differences it's it's more of an advantage for them to start learning these concepts Mm -hmm. there's also a thing called nova chat which i'm not too familiar with but it's a text-to-speech program my wife uses a similar program, but it, she calls it Dragon Speak. Oh, I've heard of Dragon Speak. And it's, yeah. yeah, basically students that have these speech impediments can actually speak into this, and that translates their words perfectly so that they don't feel ashamed of what they're, you know, how they're portrayed or how they're seen by other by their peers. Right, right. Text can be read aloud, and the speech is converted to text so that teachers or other students can understand them. Mm-hmm. At the same vein, there's another thing called Dynavox Express, a communication device that helps students with reading fluency and natural speech. So it utilizes a mix of text and pictures to convey language to students, all the while increasing students' vocabulary. So mm-hmm. that's, it sounds similar to something my wife is, says with, uh, she's more of a visual learner. And I'm kind of the same way. I have to see something to kind of tack it onto my brain to kind of absorb that information at times, because for me, reading a textbook doesn't do it for me. Right. Um, but the challenges with some of these technologies, too, is the pricing. Because oh. I'm looking at some of this stuff. The NovaChat cost is 2300 to 3300 a class. Whoa. The Dynavox one is 11499 bucks a class. Whoa. So I don't know if the schools themselves or the local government takes over this cost and absorbs it. I know with my wife, she's lucky enough because she works at a private school that a lot of it is donations from... Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents of the students or uh, philanthropists that are in the area that she has these annual auctions for that they give money to her. But I guess that's, and, and that's something we can wormhole into, but I don't know, I want to go deep, too deep and dive into it, is for public schools around our area that don't have that funding, mm-hmm. now how does this impact the learning capabilities of those special needs students? Right. That's when I was reading these articles, it kind of makes me, you know, okay, is this... What happens with those students who don't who don't have those capabilities, who right. don't have access to that kind of technology? And it's always something that me, when dealing with technology, that I always explore is, okay, you if we have all this information, we have all this technology, but can you afford to have this technology? Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. I can afford, thank God, I have an, an Apple Watch and computer and access to stuff, but certain kids within the nation, within this in, in neighborhood, don't. Right. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Regardless of that, the te- the tools are there. There's another one called Read 180, which I mean, read here real carefully. Students with reading disabilities, this software creates an individualized program for each of the students, and it gives them more fluency and capabilities to track their progress. This mm-hmm. one was actually pretty interesting. Its cost was thirty bucks. Okay, there you go. That's reasonable. Good yeah. enough. Right. Easy mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then one. Um, 
I'm going to review some of the actual uh, testimonials that folks have, have started using these technologies within the school environment. So schools across the U.S. have already seen some success stories using some of this technology in special education. One example in Wayland, New York, utilizing a sim simulation programs on class computers in a special education class, all students, including a blind student, a student with impaired speech, and one with ADHD, were able to communicate with each other virtually. Mm. Mm. This strengthened their sense of fellowship as well as their self-confidence, which is something important that these students need. Well, without that special communication software, these students would have felt isolated right. from the right. others and unable to interact. Mm -hmm. And then there's another case in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, a public school where 10% of the students were in special education classes joined a program that created individualized education plans for each of these students that had special needs. Mm -hmm. Because of this wider range of devices and the software that was available to these students, the teacher was able to cater to each one of these students and their individual needs to, in order to develop a lesson plan for them. Uh -huh. And these students, were, were, even though they were each on their own path, the teacher could use these, um, the, the data from each of these students' computers to create games for these students so that they can show their progress reports and show how much they've been learning through these different programs. Okay. And even with the students with special needs, even they like competition, so it pushed them to be to study more, to be a little bit more focused on what they wanted to be, what they wanted to accomplish during that year and be more successful at it. Right. Mm -hmm. So even, now, let me step back here for a second. The concern with this too, uh, thinking about special education is the need for stu for teachers that are in that field. Mm -hmm. Average salary right now for a special ed teacher is 53220 bucks. Not too bad, but... Last year alone, the number of currently employed special education teachers in the U.S. was 473,000. Mm -hmm. Now, projected need for these teachers is 554,900 teachers. Jeez. So you're looking at an 80-some thousand deficit of yeah. teachers that mm -hmm. are required to teach these students. And I hear it's going to get worse. Yeah. I hear there's actually a lot of teachers leaving the profession now. Exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, year over year, and it's getting getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, and these are like the most highly trained, right? Uh, and they're very individualized, you yeah. know. So it's not like you know, oh, this teacher is taught how to like work with um, you know, hearing impairments, and all of a sudden next week they can work with somebody who actually has you know, uh, sight impairments. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work that way. You right. know, they get right. very individualized training, and they can't just like switch over. So like if, if your hearing impairment teacher leaves, yeah, you better hope you can find another hearing impairment teacher because. <laughs> Exactly. You know, it's like you just go grab some random teacher and be like, "Hey, stop teaching math. Come over right. here." And, you know, they got to go through a whole mm -hmm. battery of uh, of requirements to uh, to you know have that kind of um, capability. And that's the scary part. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, with yeah. my wife, her, she's an administrator. Like I said, in, in a private school, a lot of those students are uh, high functioning autistics. So they have a, a special specific range that they can deal with, but there are also st certain students that they have to filter out because there's emotional some emotional component there or something that prevents those students. But where do those students go? If they yeah. can't go to my wife's school, then right. what happens to them? Right, right. So that's the big concern with me with technology is how is it filling up those cracks that sometimes are overlooked? Right, right. So that's, that's from my research, that's positive stuff going on, of course, but there's also a little bit of a negative to it. That we kind of have to fix. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, there's mm -hmm. danger to it because, yeah, the, the teachers are just dropping out right now. And it's yeah. a scary thing. It is unfortunate, but it is the sobering truth. Yeah. You know, yes. and that's the reason why, I, I mean, anybody that's out there and even considering getting into the teaching profession, I would say, please do it <laughs> because, please, I mean, yes. they need you. They need you hard. I mean, I would, I, I'll tell you right now, if, if I could do it, um, go back and go back, to, you know, through the whole education, you know, process and do that, I, I would probably give it some considerations. Mm -hmm. But, it's just not my passion. I just know yep. it would never be my passion not to do that day in, day out. Yep. That's the reason why I have so much respect for anybody who does have yes. that passion, you know, yeah. to do that. I, I love volunteering and doing it, but I'm just not really, a, you know, a sitting in front of a class eight-hour day plus, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing that kind of instruction. I think I would just get worn out really, really quick. I'd get yep. burned out. Yeah, yes. and that's exactly because mm -hmm. I, I was studying to be a teacher before I went into the tech field. Uh -huh. And it was just seeing that and seeing the teachers that I was shadowing. 
and how they were getting burned out. It right. was just like, man, do I want to do this for the next 20, 30 years? Yeah. Right. And, and not to mention all the other things you have to deal with in the school system. Yeah. That's true. Right. That's you have true. to have a lot of patience, be a very special person, and very even-tempered. Absolutely. Yes. So yep. I give props to all the educators yeah, out there. It yes. Is. Yep. So this is our love letter to teachers. Yes. I tell you. We love you guys. <laughs> we love you guys. Keep doing what you do. You are appreciated. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be talking about remote education. I'm going to be talking about remote education. Mm-hmm. And um, the one thing I want to focus on is uh, a lot of people get confused with uh, remote education, distance learning, and you know the different various educations they have sure. that you can do through the internet. Remote education really focuses on online courses okay specifically online courses gotcha where there is no interaction with the teacher no interaction with the student everything is strictly done online right Mm -hmm. now is this a good thing yes it's very convenient Mm -hmm. however you have to be very well disciplined (laughs) you know there you have to Get those classes in. You have to get those deadline meets. Right, mm-hmm. right. You have to meet those deadlines. You have to work with people who you don't know. Sometimes you have to pick up the slack of other people. Oh you gosh. know, mm-hmm. it's, you deal with all kind of <laughs> personalities. And yeah, right. the good thing is it gives you leadership skills and coordination skills. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I personally know that because I obtained my master's. The nice. whole thing was through remote education wow. online. Mm-hmm. It was so frustrating. I'll never forget on uh, graduation day. I don't know what these people look like, but I sure was looking for some of them. <laughs> um, You're like, you look like a Mary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remote education is really convenient because uh, there are people with very busy lives. You have oh, families. Yeah. Right. Um, I myself was working two jobs Oof. as I was getting my education. Oh, um, power to you. That's great. Absolutely. There are people who are... In the military, overseas, mm-hmm. there in your class, people in Africa, all over the world. Right, right. Um, with remote education, basically, your teacher gives you assignments, give you a syllable, he or she gives you an a, syllab- a syllabus, and uh, it tells you all of the content that you need to take care of and the deadline dates, and you have to complete them by those dates. Right. There's a thread there where you're not required to meet up with the uh, students personally. Um, But there are some days where there's a thread where you all have to meet online at that particular time. All the other stuff is done at your own pace. Sure. Mm -hmm. Papers, everything. Mm -hmm. When you're doing your studies, the the professor, instructor, whatever you may want to call her or him, uh, cannot see... When you don't understand something. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody don't have the uh, courage to admit that they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there are times when a person is left behind. And a lot of times when you find that out, it's almost too late because that's the day when you have <laughs> to put your paper together. <laughs> right. And you're like, right, whoa, right. what is this? Mm-hmm. You know? And then that's when you have to step in and... um pretty much do the research and get it in probably depending when you received everybody's work, maybe right. an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what's the mechanism that you actually use to submit that stuff? Is it just all emails it's, back and uh, forth there, or is it like a specific? There is a, a, a room. We're not talking about a physical room. Then we're talking about... Like no, virtual, not a physical. Virtual, everything okay, is, virtual room. Everything right. is online. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Um, so, well, first of all, uh, you do all of your work on your own. Mm-hmm. You you access the link to the um, work that you have to look at. Mm-hmm. You do all of that on your own. But then what happens is everyone has to submit their work to you. I'm talking about if you're doing a paper. Sure. Okay. And then you put the paper together. Mm-hmm. And then you submit the paper back to this particular link where everybody can look at it. Okay. 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 And gotcha. make sure everything is okay. Right. Um, the teacher can't see this stuff. Only you and the individuals can see right. it. In, in this room. Right. In, the room. Okay. in that, got in it, that got particular it. room. Um, but there are other threads that the teacher creates mm-hmm. that everybody can see. Oh, okay. You can go, you, if you have to have it done by Saturday, you can go up there Saturday uh, <laughs> between Friday night 
at 11.59 and put your stuff in and, and, and no one will never know the difference. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, well, they'll know, I'm sure. It's probably well, some the time, time stamp. Well, the time, time stamp, stamp right, on there. Yeah, right, right, right. Otherwise, but, how would they know it's not late, right? <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Well, after a while, it won't actually won't allow you. It won't to. allow you to Oh, put it'll it in block there. you right. from doing right. that. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, now, yeah. Is that, now, is this like, um, it, this is a custom software that the... Each school has their own so system. It's, so it's not really standardized. Then. No, each school okay. has their own system. Okay, that's so, good for right. listeners to know. Is that uh, you know maybe you've been exposed to something in high school. Don't assume that that's going to be available. Because I know uh, you know the school division I worked at, the software that they use is probably completely different than the stuff that you probably use. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So be be flexible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure you put your work in on time. Yeah. yeah no yeah. kidding. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, again, uh, the good thing about it. Is that uh, for students who go to, would like to go to school out of state? It's very economical on the parents yeah. mm-hmm. because you can stay home, right? You know, and you can you that don't have to a, pay for school and board. That may be a good or bad thing for the parents to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and this is right. This is very timely. I, I I'll put a link in the show notes to this. There's a, a student that is graduating high school in Harvard. At the same time, I saw that. That is know, crazy. Uh, he did that by doing Harvard's remote goodness um, gracious. Re- remote program, and I was like, well, you know, if if he had that kind of time where he just, you know, felt like, hey, I have idle time that I don't need to use for school, and I want to go ahead and do this. Uh, I want to go ahead and go to school at Harvard. I'm like, more power to you. Goodness, you know? yeah. So uh, that's that's really interesting. And what about resources? That's something that I always the school provides all of that. All okay. of that is on the system. Um, yeah. They have all these different links to where you can get your references, as, mm-hmm. uh, get, get articles, you could download electronic books, things right, like that. Right, right, right. Because I was thinking about that because, I mean, I know that's what you had to do. You know, you have to, you got to do in college. You know, you got to go to the book. Exactly. You got to go to the library. And you're like, I got to get to check out this one book so I have this reference because, you know, you can't use Wikipedia. Can't you know, exactly. I wouldn't trust anything on Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, not for writing a, a research paper. Right. I mean, I would use it if I just wanted to talk about general you stuff. know general stuff mm-hmm. i want to talk about fitbits maybe i would look on there and be like hey right well, fitbit is this thing but i'm now i'm not going to do that and be like well you know uh when thomas jefferson blah 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 blah. no i'm not using wikipedia for that <laughs> because somebody's probably messing around with that every day oh <laughs> the system they use is great and um those of you who are lazy don't even think about plagiarizing Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, especially when you're submitting it um, electronically like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I and, mean, yeah. And there's really no reason for it because there's an application for that too. Because there are times you're not really plagiarizing. You read this. You're gonna use this in your paper. You put it down as your thoughts, but mm-hmm. because there's some keywords in there that the actual author used, it'll say that you were plagiarizing. You're plagiarizing. Sure. But there's an application you have. You can run your 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 paper through that application, oh, neat. and it will let you know the people. Hey, you're plagiarizing, right? Right, you're wow. plagiarizing. These are the sources. Da 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 da. Wow. But the good thing is, you can go in there and move it around some kind of way, and add, you know, and <laughs> if you add know the, yeah. other words, and right. change yeah, up yeah. your whole sentence, but mm-hmm. give them credit for the idea. Right. Uh-huh. So it keeps you out of trouble. Yeah. So you you do have things to monitor you mm-hmm. to ensure that you are. Definitely doing things by the book, and, and you're not cheating. You're right. writing on up and up. Right. So when you were writing these papers, that you had group assignments, I guess. Yes. From the sound of it, so everybody had to contribute. So would the teacher be able to see? Okay, Jill Smith is not contributing as much as Cynthia is on this regard. That's the downfall. It doesn't matter because oh, it's a team project, man. and even if you're at work and you're doing a team. She's just your like boss the don't classroom. care it's just that like Joe, right? Yeah. Your boss don't care that oh, Joe man. and Sally didn't do it. And that's... guess who was always the one up to two o'clock in the morning? Had yes, that's why you're looking for my graduation. Who? Where's Jill Smith, yes. man? Why you? <laughs> what the heck? You don't that's deserve right. this diploma. Oh, yes. uh, no, I brought the shillelagh for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you want a good grade. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to yeah. work. Yeah, you just have to work for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember I, those days too. I mean, it's like you, you're sitting there and you're like busting your hump and you just mm-hmm. hoping that someone's going to show up with their portion. Yep. You know, and there's nothing oh worse than God. you sitting there like, I'm going to have to write this thing. Yep. I'm going to have to write this thing. Exactly. And you'd be reaching out and like, hey, Mary Beth, I ain't seen your part yep. yet. It's 9 p.m., yeah. three hours to go. Three hours to go. And That's, it's like, because I know it's going to take yep. me three hours to write your portion yes. if you don't have it written. 
because you got to do the research right. on something that you yep. didn't even get assigned. Wasn't it? Yes. And yeah. a lot of times, I, around 9 o'clock, I would start doing it anyway. Oof. And then they'll come through about 1130. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's why I hated group assignments. Yeah. Right. right. But it, it teaches you leadership skills. Yeah. And um, patience. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. was going to ask uh, two it. questions, uh, just general questions. I was just wondering about, and if you don't have the answer to these, we can kind of research this and put it more in the show notes and stuff. Um, has there been? I mean, has it exploded as much as I think it has? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, percentage wise, like I feel like oh, yeah. I feel like because I mean, I did the University of Phoenix thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I remember when I was doing it, it was like so rare yes. at the time because I mean, yeah. this is like 2000 and geez, 2000, 2000, yeah, 2000, okay, um, yep. 99, 2000, 2001, all that stuff, so anyway, so I'm like, thinking to myself, I'm like, is it, is rare, you know, now, and I'm like, nah, I'm like, no, it's gotta be out there everywhere, more, right, yeah. I mean, I believe I've seen somewhere, mm-hmm. don't quote me the exact number, but I believe it was like 67% more universities use it now, I'm not than uh-huh. that would not be a surprising okay. number, 10 years ago, yeah. if you, uh, yeah, yeah, I would definitely like to have that information in the show notes, mm-hmm. um, and the other question I was going to ask is, does it if you start going to like an online program, is there a substantial uh, reduction in your college costs by doing that, or is it basically come out to about the same amount of money? Right. Yeah. I'm curious about that. Well, if it's you know if there's a benefit there at all, mm-hmm. because it is a benefit. Yeah. You're not traveling. You're not using gas. Right. 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 Uh, if you're like fresh out out of high school, the parents are not paying for room and board. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Cost of Eating yeah. and living, right. all of that has to be considered. Right, right, right. Um, when now, I was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And your electric bill definitely will not <laughs> equate to right. nowhere near what it would be. And, right. and I definitely understand that about the incidentals. Right. I'm just wondering though, when it comes to the actual cost of the instruction, and, no, yeah. it's, is the it, it's the same. It's the cost. same cost. Yeah. And, I, and the reason why that I kind of, I guess that kind of gets my tail feathers and kind of a little bit of a flurry is I'm like. If an instructor is able to provide um, guidance for, let's say, 150 students because they're not having to sit there in front of all of them individually interacting and stuff, right? It's it would seem like it's less stress on them, right? And they can reach out to more at once. So instead of having to do like four classes of 30, they can do like this one class of online of a, you know, in front of 150 or however many right. it is, right? And I would think there'd be like a reduction in costs for them too, and it's, yep. but. Um, but I know there's also a technology angle, though, too. they got to make sure that the technology is there mm-hmm. and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, I just keep wondering, though, you know, is it is it going to start eventually reducing costs? Um, especially, in, Probably, I think, yeah. and I was thinking even about this homeschool stuff that, yeah. you know, I was, you know, talking about earlier. Some of these things, I mean, there's no pers- uh, physical instructor. Mm-hmm. You know, they give you a program and it basically says, do this, do this, right. do this. And it's like self-guided and self-directed. Well, in those instances, it's much, much cheaper to do that thing sure. because mm-hmm. there's no one actually sitting there having to physically tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. And so I would think the cost would go down because of that. Not physically, but that instructor still has to post lectures. Mm-hmm. That instructor still has to answer your questions. Grade papers. That instructor still have to grade your papers. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. good. Well, but we know... A lot of instructors don't grade papers. Those things go to TAs. We know, <laughs> we know they go to the teaching assistant. <laughs> yeah, as an instructor, they're like, oh, you're in my class? You're like, okay, you didn't read my paper then. <laughs> I, I know I know you're saying, though, yeah, generally. The only yeah, so. difference, as far as they're leading us to believe, is that instructor is not in front of you. Yes. But, the, but you, they're saying that you're right. doing the same amount of work. You're doing the yes. Same work. Okay. Yes. And, yeah. and that makes sense. I guess it's just as an IT person, I think about ways that we are able to reduce things when I'm able to build a program mm-hmm. that, that can accomplish certain tasks and I can have like all these things automated. Yep. And it reduces like time drastically. And in some mm-hmm. instances, we like a position gets lost for whatever reason, very job, yeah. great job I've had. I do the automation. You know, through the computer, and then the position doesn't get filled again because they're like, "Well, there's so much automation here, we don't need this person." So I right. just know the efficiencies we get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I just keep wondering, is that you know going to translate over into mm-hmm. higher education? Because it's just, and the reason I bring that question up is because it's just higher education is just so expensive now. Yeah, right. it is exactly crazy Insane. amounts of expensive, mm-hmm. and that's what continues to create this this like you know. Uh, it's a divide mm-hmm. for the most part between yeah. the haves and the have-nots to say, hey, if you don't if you don't have the money to get in, yep. then there's your barrier. Mm-hmm. Not 
how hard you worked and exactly. everything else, there's this barrier mm-hmm. there. And I'm like, it's, it's this prohibitive cost. And I'm like, I wish that we could do something about that. So as technology gets more and more involved, I keep hoping to see those costs exactly. mm-hmm. kind of come down. But mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem like that's happening. Well, you know? I can tell you this much. Um, and credit hours being 300 and something dollars per credit hour for the school period. And I can recall signing up and registering and it being the same exact. Wow, wow. Okay. I do remember that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. That makes sense. And you still have to get books sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, and and now I know that seems like it's finally starting to get a little bit better. Yes, with Um, electronics. Yeah, with electronic books. um, I've seen... because I remember those costs. And then you remember how you go to the bookstore and you buy all these books and you'd be like, hey, do you have a used one? No. no. <laughs> I'm like, of course you don't have a you don't have a used copy of that $400 calculus book that I yeah, have to exactly. have for this class. Mm-hmm. And then you go trade it in and you're like, well, I should be getting like $300 for it, right? Nope, you get $30. i am yeah. like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, there's yep. no way. Exactly. Like the used car business. Yeah. yeah. That's just why a lot of people just kept the books. They're like, I'm not going to sit here and turn it back in just so I can get like, you know, yes. a tenth of the value. But I know with electronic books, though, that those costs are definitely coming oh, yeah. down a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know when Amazon got into um, uh, higher education uh, materials, that that supposedly brought the cost down quite a bit as well. I'm sure. And I am excited about that because those things you're not going to ever use that book again no, no. exactly name one college book you can still crack open right now <laughs> wait no. no i got a william shakespeare book oh I still uh, have my that's finance a book. wait wait that's literature i don't consider <laughs> that a book. i still have my finance book and my law Book. Okay. Okay. So uh-huh. you do. Okay. So we do have some books here. That some exceptions. To. Not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not now lot. they're probably out of date and things yeah. change. Right. You know. Right. So. Yeah. And that's the other thing is great about having uh, you know electronic books though too is I mean they keep them up to date much much mm-hmm. better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you, it's different when you have to print out you know like three hundred thousand copies of that book and then it's like well it's expensive to print out a new one every year so mm-hmm. we're just gonna keep using the same version. Yeah versus oh well you know what we found some issues with this one paragraph we're going to change it around and now next semester is a whole other yeah. version of that yes. book it's great yeah. it's mm-hmm. great yeah mm-hmm. so and i think that's really good for these, for these kids you see we got the preachers teachers enlightening i got you through since you were a little late and well i'm growing up fast growing into my skin got me with my soul finding that knowledge within wait a minute coming and don't you hesitate get right Our, our last true segment which we call a uh, geek out we don't do it every time but uh, every so often I, I write up some stuff and uh and we geek out about it uh, we talk about some mainstream like nerd and geek culture stuff so this one i wanted to talk about was um some things going on with uh you know a guy that was near and dear to a lot of comic people's uh, hearts was a stan lee you know he passed away in november mm-hmm. uh, last year they're doing a tribute for him uh, January 30th. Now, I started reading this thing, and I got angry and angry and angry and angrier as I was reading it. Uh-oh. And at the very end, I was like, okay, okay, you're right. So, I'm not going to do the whole article, obviously, because we ain't got time for all that. But um, they're doing a, uh, a tribute uh, January 30th, 2019, at Hollywood's TCL Chinese Theater, um, which is right near where they actually did an imprint of uh, Stan Lee's uh, Hands and Feet. Okay. Um, and I think it's being hosted by Kevin Smith, who, you know, was a big comic book guy. Big comic book fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after a red carpet arrival of guests, the evening will proceed with the private tribute inside the IMAX theater hosted by Kevin Smith. Now I'm saying you're like, okay, you're having this tribute, but it's like it's red carpet, so it's just for celebrities? For celebrities, right. Private I was screening. Like, I was like, how many of these people actually really cared about comic book yeah, stuff? Yeah, right. Until it became cool to be a comic book movie, yeah. which is like, you exactly. know, only has been big in like the last 10 years, and mm-hmm. people like me have been reading Stan Lee since I was like, you know, really, really young, you know? So I'm just like, uh, is it? this isn't really for the fans. This is lip service for celebrities. You probably don't exactly. give a crap anyway. So I'm reading that. I'm like, okay. Then it says there'll be a public tribute. It's also open to fans with a limited number of tickets available beginning um, a particular day at 5 p.m. at a particular website. The ticket packages currently on the site 
include a hundred and fifty and two hundred dollar option. I'm like, oh, what? Wait a minute. You're gonna charge. You're gonna charge. One hundred and fifty yeah. to two hundred dollars for fans to come in yeah. and show their appreciation. That is ridiculous. For a guy who specifically believed in the idea of inclusiveness, the reason why you know if people love Peter Parker is he's like this this down in his luck teenager who right. just happens yeah. to get these superpowers. Mm-hmm. You like the X Men because it's like this all inclusive group of just outcasts. Who, yeah. It's like he was all about inclusion and bringing people in. Black Panther. He was like, we don't have a black superhero. We need right. a black superhero. I mm-hmm. want him now. I mean, this is the way this guy thought. Right. And they're gonna put together this hundred and fifty dollar package. I, I was getting angry, as you guys can see. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a little heated. All right. <laughs> I read that, and then it says, "Then it okay, then it, it fixed itself, and it said net proceeds from the event's ticket sales will go to the nonprofit charitable organization, the Hero Initiative." Okay, now right. Right. I'm gonna tell you what the Hero Initiative is, because uh, I'm sure most people haven't heard of it. The Hero Initiative is specifically put together where people would sell comic books, um, artists would like maybe special comic books, and sell them, and the the money they collected from that would go to pay for. Things like health insurance and stuff mm-hmm. for comic book artists who had retired. Right. Because there's no such thing as like some retirement plan when you work for Marvel. Yeah. Because it's basically like they're all kind of just independent contractors. So once they stop drawing, you know, do, or start to stop doing artwork, stop writing or whatever, they're kind of on their own. Yeah. And if they didn't like have like, you know, great retirement plans or anything like that set up because um, they're freelance. Um, they, I mean, some of them are struggling. Um, one of uh, the very famous uh, comic book. Uh, actually, I'm not going to call him out because um, I know that the the family wanted to be like more private about it. He, when this particular comic book artist uh, passed away, they were in really, really big trouble, and he had to sell. Uh, his wife had to sell like some of his most iconic work that had ever, you know, he'd ever done, just to pay his bills because God. he was going through. You know, a deadly disease right. at the mm-hmm. end of his life. And here it is. I mean, I'm talking about comic book covers that are so recognizable. Even people who aren't mainstream, uh, aren't uh, comic book readers, mainstream people would know these covers. Right. And they had to sell this artwork. It couldn't stay in the family because the family had to sell that stuff just to help pay for him. So this hero initiative is specifically to try to combat that kind of sure. stuff. Yeah. So that way they raise money so that when somebody needs something, you go to the hero initiative, initiative. and they help. They help with that. And in fact, every time they have an auction at Comic-Cons I go to, I always try to you know participate just so that way I can do my part. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so I was mad about that up until I saw that all the proceeds go to the Hero Initiative. And I was like, <laughs> okay, awesome. you redeemed yourself. Thank you. That's well, awesome. Otherwise, I thought it was going to be a whole bunch of like celebrities just hobnobbing yeah, around. Yeah, those, those celebrities need to make donations. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing their fancy gowns. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like, I like Stanley. And it's like, you know his name is Stan... Lee, right? That's Stanley, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm, I'm waiting for something to leave, something like that. So. A little bit of Big Bites. Uh, that's going to be this week's show. Thanks for uh, joining us, and uh, we hope you learned a lot about um, all the educational um, resources that are out there. I mean, there's so much out there. Never feel like you're alone. Um, whether, like I say, if you're a, a mom that's trying to, you know, homeschool a student, um, if you have a, a child that's, you know, facing difficulties with special education, um, or if you're just getting ready to go to college, and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get, you know, to my college? It's like 17 hours away, and I got to. You know, look after mom and dad. You have options out there, so just make sure that mm-hmm. you uh, just go out there. You know, hit those resources. Um, uh, but again, there's there's some there's some help. There's some help out there. Um, hope you guys learned a lot about that. Um, and of course, if you if you need to reach out to us either about today's show or previous shows or whatever, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at bbitwise, uh, on Facebook at www.facebook.com/bbitwise. You can email us at podcast at bbitwise.com. Um, and of course, and we each have individual uh, emails that you can reach out to us at. So, um, you know, it's Beaven at Bbitwise or Cynthia at Bbitwise, Alondo at Bbitwise, so on and so forth. Um, Chadwick Bozeman, if you're listening, you have Cynthia's email address now. Yes, yes, yes. So, Chadwick Bozeman, if you could reach out to Cynthia, she would really appreciate that. <laughs> she says you're not returning her calls anymore. So, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, please stop being emailing me. I know, I know. Wow. You know, and for me, it's always been Halle Berry. Just, I mean, she can just not leave me alone. I'm like, yes, you were Storm. Yes, I got, I got it. I got it. Thank you. 
I was married now. Anyway. <laughs> so make sure you guys subscribe to us on your favorite podcast delivery app. Um, and, and take two seconds to give us those five stars that we deserve. I mean, um, that, that yes. we would like. Uh, <laughs> for more information about what we discuss each episode, make sure you go to the uh, website, www.bebitwise.com, and look for the episode and uh, click on the show notes. And it'll give you um, all the additional articles and links and all the things that we could not cover while we were uh, discussing the uh, show at the time we were recording. Um, so, like I say every week, make sure you uh, tune in. Uh, remember to learn something new every day. And let's, let's all, all be, be bitwise. Bit all right. Bye, team. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>